nuclear trash party. Emily, the hot idiots got out again. (laughs) Oh no, oh no, we have to get the hot idiots back in their cage. We have to get them back into their (laughs) their box cage where they belong. The (laughs) zoo, the hot people zoo. They got out and they made a whole... They made a whole big mess. Nuclear trash party. This is where the theme song goes. Welcome to the, the welcome to the podcast. One day I will get uh, the intro a little tighter but you know what i kind of like playing a little loosier goosier loosey goosey baby loosey goosey baby emily how are you i'm doing okay it's real nice out it's so nice out um it's it feels like spring is actually beginning to approach yeah it makes me not want to do anything i know um and i i feel like i'm already through my allergies i'm i'm right in the middle of it Whenever the temperature changes significantly, I get a really bad allergy hit. But now, you know, I think I'm through it. I say, and I'm just going to knock on wood right there because um, that seems like a surefire way to suddenly have allergies again. Yep. Um, let's see. We uh, This will come out on Friday, so we'll be a couple of days away. Great way to cover a show, a very yeah. topical show, is to come out several days after um, it came out. Um, we, but, we like to get in right as the conversation's dying down. That's really where we belong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what are you guys talking about over there? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I watched that. Now it has to go on for everyone has to kind of repeat what they already said. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. It's not a bachelor show. That would be this would be a bad day to release a bachelor show. But that's this isn't a bachelor show. This no. is just what we're into this week. And this week it happens to be the hot idiot zoo bachelor. The the least good hot idiot zoo of the entire bachelor franchise. Yeah, into is a strong word, I think, for how I feel about The Bachelor as a television show. Have a um what's the word I'm looking for? A sort of it's beaten me down like an obligation to it. <laughs> Um, that is completely unheard. This is this was the first season in a while where it would be Bachelor Night, which you know is usually a fun night, and uh, it would, Bachelor Night would come around and it would be like, do we have to watch this one? <laughs> um, but uh, it wrapped up. It was four hours of Bachelor content Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Clayton's final two episodes. And uh, let's see, it's done. There was the quote-unquote rose ceremony from hell. We have uh, two new bachelorettes. We'll get into that. That's actually what I'm mostly interested in talking about. Um, But I guess we should probably do a rundown of how the show went. Um, So Clayton's down to two women on Monday night. Because one left. One left because he told all of them that he loved them and he put his ding dong in all of them. <laughs> um, and Susie didn't like that. Susie was like, no, my sex test, you failed. <laughs> Susie was like a little, uh, a strange little sex troll who lived under a bridge and asked riddles, but you don't get to know what the riddle is. <laughs> Uh, and Clayton Clayton did a bad thing and told everyone about the troll. <laughs> and 
And you're not supposed to tell people about the sex troll. <laughs> I've lost the plot here. Yeah, I don't, I'm not quite sure where this metaphor is going. Um, but we can, we can get into, so the, the rose ceremony from hell, that's Jesse Palmer loved to call it multiple times multiple times which is just women expressing emotions uh, women expressing reasonable emotions (laughs) at what has been put in front of them um (laughs) it's um to yeah i from hell would be all of my girlfriends are mad at me (laughs) that that was that was what happened um, so basically what Clayton did was he came completely clean um, during the rose ceremony. He's like, hey, I've told you all I was kind of real liberal with the word love. And, I, you know, you and I have talked a lot about how, like, it's not that big of a deal, but still a little more discretion, I think. Is. Yes, I think the important thing to take into account here is, I've said it before and I'll say it again, it's not that hard to fall in love. I and polyamory exists. I fully believe that Clayton believed that he was in love with three people. What I think Clayton was not doing was really understanding what that meant, both in the context of this. Well, I, mainly in the context of this television program that he's on. Right. Um. And and it's something that was articulated by both. Um, Gabby and Rachel was when you told me that you loved me that made me think that I won the television show they didn't say it in those words of course but that's what that means I think I've said this before uh, on the show but um, it it is an inherently strange situation that everyone on the show finds themselves in And I don't think that Clayton was really grappling with um, the the power that he holds as the lead of this television program because Mm. I don't think he is emotionally equipped to do so. Yeah. Um, It's so very famously people on the television show do not say they love one of the contestants um, for lack of a better word. (laughs) Um, uh, so we had Ben Higgins made the mistake and I feel like that renewed it and everybody and everyone stopped doing it. Maybe every, maybe law of nature just requires that it happens every now and again, just as a reminder of like, when you start throwing that around in this show, it's going to get messy. I also wouldn't be surprised if it has happened in shows where the lead told the person that they chose that they loved them. You're probably right. Um, and we just don't hear about it because it would give away the ending. Right. No, that's a that's a very good point. Um, so Clayton kind of comes clean on everything. And uh, I, I struggled a lot. We've talked a lot about... Uh, oh, so, okay. So first off, um, it's Rachel and Gabby. Rachel and Gabby Rachel are left. Gabby. Um, he offers the roses up. Um... Well, so he explains, everyone needs a minute. Clayton offers the roses, and uh, Gabby says no, no thank you. Rachel accepts, and then Gabby says no. Which leaves Gabby, or which leaves Rachel like, what the fuck did I do? (laughs) Well, wait, now I just win by default? The least romantic way to win anything? Right. Um, So, uh, 
there's a whole thing. Clayton has to kind of go and like, please stay. Please stay, pretty girl. (laughs) (laughs) All pretty girls stay with Clayton. Um, and then she uh, does agree. Um, but I, so I was struggling a lot all week, struggling, quote unquote. I like have some sympathy for Clayton here. And I kind of felt alone on an island of like, if nothing else, like under, understanding on some level, tell truth good. I can see how a dummy can fall into that bear trap of tell truth good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it is. I don't think it is accurate that you are an island on an island with feel. I wouldn't say that I feel sympathy for Clayton, but I do understand the how his dummy brain got there. Yeah, um, and I do think it is. Again, it is an inherently strange situation that only a handful of people in the history of the world have been in and it is designed to break you as a person truly um but i i do think that clayton has been uniquely bad at shouldering the responsibility of being the bachelor it's certainly a uh picture perfect example of how bad this could go i would i would say this is one of the worst for all of the uh, the most dramatic ending ever, this was the most dramatic, like, the wheels came off the fucking bus, I think, that's ever happened. Well, I, it, the, several seasons in a row now, we have had... It, it seems more often than not, this show is broken by itself. Like, mm-hmm. the, the show has, instead of facilitating relationships, has it, the show has been the reason that people have not been able to get it together. Um, it, it, it's fallen apart, um, which I think is interesting to watch in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and interesting to talk about. Um, but it is not the most, um, the the show still wants us to think it's this romantic fantasy and like, no, this looks like hell. (laughs) It's It's psychological torture. It's the, the, to go, the, the idea of going on this show with your primary hope being to find somebody. If, if a friend of ours was like, I just I can't meet anybody. I'm having trouble. I've I've you know done the apps. I've met a bunch of people. I've been set up. Clearly, The Bachelor is my only option. We're like, no, there's. If you want to be on TV, great. Yeah, no, sure, go on The Bachelor. There are certainly better ways to do this. Right, right. I I have a friend who has auditioned for The Bachelor, and it has not been because she wanted to find a romantic partner, although I'm sure she would have been open to it. It was, she's a model and a musician and right. needs followers so that she can keep, you know, selling weed and underwear on her Instagram. Right. Um, and I, yeah, that's, I think, the that's the main reason anyone would go on this show. And the show is still pretending that it's not, and people who go on this show are pretending that's still not what it is. Right. That that sounded shadier than I meant it. I have I have the utmost respect for selling underwear. Absolutely. On, on Instagram. Absolutely. Um. But you know, like, so I think people are maybe like, I'll go on The Bachelor, I'll get a couple extra followers, and is maybe open to meeting somebody. Right. 
I, and that's what you have to assume everybody is doing. Which makes it so disingenuous when everyone inevitably falls into the not here for the right reasons trap. Like, you are lying. You're lying. You are lying. It's the amount and the amount of it of like, it's like you have to spend, and it's every single fucking season, you have to spend the first couple of episodes and everyone's just sniffing for the one week link. Like we're all, who breaks fucking kayfabe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> who does the thing so we can all pounce on it? Because there only has to be one yeah. first season that we have to sacrifice on this altar of Instagram influencership. Yeah. Um, so we should probably get back to talking about what happens actually in this episode. So Clayton Clayton convinces Gabby to come back. She accepts the rose. Then everyone meets Clayton's family as if everything is normal and this we're continuing in the farce of right. <laughs> doing this television show. Um, and we should probably talk about Clayton's parents because I think we had slightly different interpretations of... I think we did it as well. It's like, so Twitter overall just like loves Clayton's parents because they told that, you know, he Clayton explains what happens and Clayton's dad especially is like, well, it sounds like you fucked up. Right. Uh, which, yes, is a funny thing. He response. is correct also. Yes. Um, it's, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Like, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> you did You did a bad job. From your dad? Oh, nobody wants to hear that from their dad. Um, so, yeah, it's it, there was a little bit of hero worship happening there. Uh, Clayton's dad for Bachelor, I saw quite a bit of. Jesus Christ. Um, and so, so to me, that their reactions came across as kind of... I, I got a weird feeling... A, a bad taste in my mouth at sort of, it, to me, the implication was sort of, son, she rejected you, and so therefore she is, um, it, it, it felt like a, for your pride, you should not go back to her because she rejected you, and therefore she is she is wrong for rejecting. I, this, I wouldn't this even is, say this wrong. Is specific, this is specifically in reference to, um, it's so, his parents have met Gabby, they've met Rachel, they seem to like them, and like Rachel gets walked out the door, and Clayton comes back, and is just like, ah, I still like Susie. Right, right. I, the vibe I was getting, like I said, just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth in a, it seemed like they're, they were, um, not kind of it kind of in the same way that I think Clayton has been rightfully criticized of like treating him as the main character in this story um and the the uh, the, the sort of implication was well Susie rejected you so uh she must pay, I guess. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get. I, that's I, that's a little too strong. Sure. Um, I really when I got the vibe I got from it, and that I think most people, I think a lot of people got from it, is more of an element of, um, son, she rejected you. Maybe take the hint and don't. You know. You, you know. Their their primary concern probably is their son's well being and happiness. And like, hey, maybe the girl who dumped you doesn't want to date you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, you don't understand. No, it sounds pretty clear. <laughs> I will say though, I think that if it if their son's happiness and finding the the right woman for him is in their best interest, wouldn't they want him? 
to not be settling for someone when he's still thinking about like it would not be fair to either Rachel or Gabby if he was if he put her in the car came back to meet came back to his parents and was like I'm still thinking about Susie like that would suck and I I agree with that um however I could see like in the moment like you've met two very nice sociable girls who got along with everybody great and then your dumb idiot son comes in and was like well actually there's a girl who dumped me and I'm still thinking about it like god damn it kid sure <laughs> sure kid. yeah no that that totally that totally makes sense i um the way that they were they that they were expressing it sure. it rubbed me the wrong way but not again People communicate things poorly, like I just did, about how I was feeling about their uh, their reactions. It's what happens in our brains is more complex sometimes than our language can process in real time. For sure. Um, so he so he does uh, eventually get to talk to Susie. Uh, he does talk. Yes, he that is that. Are we? That goes into night does two. Does he does he break up with them first, or does he talk to Susie first? No, nope, he talks. No, he to, talks to Susie he first. He talks to Susie first. Ugh, this is so dumb, now dumb. we're going into night two, correct? Talking to Susie goes I into night two. I believe so. Yes. Um, so a couple night one things I'd like to wrap up. Oh sure. Um, is uh, we get some commentary from Bachelor Nation favorites, or who they called Bachelor Nation favorites, mm. but the people they fucking tout out are fucking Nick Vial. <laughs> um, it's uh, Nick, it's uh, Claire. Claire. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. Just, another person who is uniquely bad at this it's just ma'am you are 40 please stop acting like every single person on this television show over 30 honestly should know better it's there there is yeah there is an element of uh (laughs) when age comes up in this show it is frequently a man in their 30s and like a, a bunch of like young young women um but there is an element of like no one no one ever there should be a 30 year old cutoff. Truly, it's sort of like uh, the uh, the idea of ageism comes up a lot with Claire. And my thing is like, th- uh, there is, uh, of course, women in their 30s and 40s are hot and desirable. They should fucking know better. It's, it's, a ju- it's not that she's not, that she doesn't deserve to have 30 men trying to fuck her it is that she should know better than to continue being on this television show just this absolute cesspit (laughs) it's garbage get out of there but but money money i mean like i'm sure she would you know i'm sure the payment for this appearance was pretty decent they've all got podcasts it gets their brand back out there i guess it makes sense Sure. Um, <laughs> we also had Cassie from Clayton Cassie. Season, who it was very funny. You know, she was she was another left uh, final final three and left of her own accord. And um, Colton, I think I said Clayton before Colton. It's a, just the, a lot of tens, <laughs> a lot of kittens <laughs> uh, that were football boys. Um, and and Colton breaks the show to go after her and that clearly did not 
ha- that that did not have a very good ending. No, it did not. Um, he though so Clayton got a different reality show out of it. Colton, you did it too. Did I do it? Yeah. God damn. Um, yeah, but uh, not before. Uh, she had to get a restraining order against him. Right. Um, and just the energy coming from the the rest of the panel was like, you gotta, you gotta follow your heart and all that stuff. And the energy coming off of Cassie was like, girl, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. Um, it's also funny how um, I... Nick Vial makes a great punching bag because he is a little bit of a, like, a weaselly dude. Uh, but... I also sometimes thinks when he talks about The Bachelor, uh, he sometimes has some of the best insights. And he For does sure. talk about... <laughs> you You had said, I think I like Nick better when he's not The Bachelor. Yes. Um, but uh, he, he talks about how Clayton maybe didn't appreciate the power imbalance that you and yeah. I have talked a lot about. Um, and it is true, and people have said it and articulated it, better but like he really just you might have even said it earlier today um really just not appreciating what he was saying and how this yes like truth good but like how is how you're going about it going to affect the people around you right um it's there's context required here and you didn't take any of it into account bud right um so going into night two this was uh tuesday night uh, Clayton goes to speak to Susie. Susie is, of course, still... No, a- Susie comes to him. Jesse Palmer goes to speak to Susie. Got it. Um, Jesse does reveal Susie is still in Iceland because, of course, they a fucking frontrunner leaves a, like during a like messy breakup. No, they're not booking her flight home. No, no, of course. She, she can't just get on kayak.com and, and no. get a flight. Like, production handles all of that i don't think she's in possession of her passport right probably now. probably not and so of course they're like no you're gonna sit in a hotel room for the couple of days yep. just in fucking case we need you yep and they did uh, so clayton goes or yeah so eventually clayton and Susie, or they meet they Susie t- comes to the airbnb right where clayton is with his parents and she right. meets she right. briefly meets his parents and he does, <laughs> Allie Barthwell pointed out in her recap for Vulture, um, it, Clayton doesn't even stand up or like offer to take his coat when she walks <laughs> in the door, take her coat when she walks in the door. Um, his dad has to be like, do you want to, can we take your coat? And she's, <laughs> and she's like, um, actually we should go talk outside. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most like, uh, this isn't going to take very long energy. Nope. Yeah. Um, so Clayton decides that the best thing to do after he hears that Susie um, is ambivalent towards him at best, is that he needs to break up with Rachel and Gabby, which... Is the right call. Is the right call that you should have come up with two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... He, he, he asked both these women to stay. Yeah. So that he could essentially figure it out. Yep. And, uh, oh man, it is, it's rough for my boy here. <laughs> it's, so the, 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 <laughs> one more bad decision in the long line of bad decisions mm-hmm. is he breaks up with them together. He, <sighs> he goes to this 
nondescript hotel room that they're sitting in and tells both of them that he's still thinking about Susie and needs to break up with them. And Gabby is fucking done. It's so insulting. It's insulting. It's incredibly insulting. And Gabby actually, Gabby has done nothing for me all season. Mm-hmm. And this is the most that I've liked her because mm-hmm. she knows when it's time for the bachelor <laughs> bachelorette audition. Right. And she brings it. And she brings it and she earned it. Um, she's pissed. And she says, you did not. I was ready to go home and you asked me to stay. And by doing this, you have you have taken away from me my decision and made it your decision when I go home. And that is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And she is 100% correct. And, uh, (laughs) she asks, he asks if he can walk her out and she says, no, it's so good. Um, it's really good. It's also very funny to me. (laughs) Like she walks out of this hotel and into a car. She's not going to the airport. Like she's, we are, we are, (laughs) I am unclear of the geography here. If that's not their hotel, it appears that she walked. I, I think they wanted us to think that she was going to the airport, which is patently silly. Yeah. Um. She's out. I think I. I would imagine she just gets in the car and they drive around the block and they drop her back <laughs> off. Um. And she goes back to her room. She doesn't have any bags or anything. Right. <laughs> uh. But so Gabby is pissed. Um. Says I think a lot of correct things. Rachel is devastated and says a lot of, I think, incorrect things like um, that she is going to, that he is going to regret putting her in the car, which he clearly got what he wanted. So he's not. Um, And she says something that I think is pretty common, not just on this television show, but just a, um, a common sentiment that I hear around romantic relationships, which is that. Um, she was like, I fought for this relationship and you didn't fight for this relationship. I hear a lot, like you have to fight for your relationship and like, Mm. I don't know. It's not that fucking hard. It's not that fucking hard. Not that, not that we have a perfect relationship. Like we have arguments and we, you know, make an effort. We have to make an effort. I think that's, I think that's what it is, is you have to make an effort. If you feel like you are fighting. (laughs) (laughs) I have, Emily, I love you. Every day I wake up and I get into the fucking <laughs> ring with Mike Tyson for the sake of this fuck. I get the shit pummeled out of me just to make this work. Like, I don't know. If you have to fight that hard, it probably just isn't working. Right. Um, and, and maybe you should take that as a sign that you should not be together. To use the parlance of this show, you're not each other's person. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's some chuggy shit, dude. Yeah. The... the each other's person comes up a lot. And yeah. like, is that some Instagram shit? Where did where did that start? Who's that responsible for it? Isn't that friends? I do not believe it is friends. I thought that was a Ross and Rachel thing. Uh, that was lobsters. Oh. <laughs> Got it. I do not know where it started. Um, but I, st- I, I remember really flagging it around 2012, 2013. Yeah. And now it's common parlance in The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Anyway, um, so both Gabby and Rachel, I think, are right in that they feel like they are, uh, they are collateral damage in Clayton's story. 
Um, and they're they're kind of not wrong. They are not wrong because he is he he is treating them like a unit in a way that is really not fair and in a in a way that is very telling of how he thinks about relationships mm. and um, sort of in admittedly this insane situation in this insane situation. But I think part of um, it, it's telling of the way he thinks about specifically his role in the relationships that he formed on this television show. I do not, he keeps talking about uh, on the, after the final rose, he kept saying like he really grew, he really learned a lot, but he wasn't saying specifically what he thinks he learned. Right. um, And is still kind of treating the two of them as this unit of woman scorned Mm. um, in a way that is really, off-putting uh yeah we'll 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 get into the after the final rose uh so he does break it off with both of them finally um and he makes a final play for Susie. i believe he sends her a letter and uh then we pretty much cut to this viking lodge where (laughs) is he's it's implied he's gonna make a full-ass proposal i don't think he does he does not he has a ring and he sort of half acidly is like this is how serious I am I have a I have a ring right um but Susie drops him yeah she shows up she's uh fully bombed out ready to party um but she walks in just like nope Mike drops goes back in the van real quick run (laughs) yeah yeah which was amazing and I wish that they had left it there um, but of course they did not because there were 30 minutes left in the show. Right. So we cut to, uh, you know, Jesse Palmer just being like, this is the first time the bachelor's been rejected or has he? I, the, the energy that Jesse Palmer was bringing this, I, he must have been told that he, that his energy in the actual show was way too, Nothing. He had a nothing energy for the rest of the show. And so to this after Rose, after the final Rose, he brought the energy of like the fat sidekick on a Nickelodeon show. (laughs) I don't understand. Like neither one is a good energy. I am. I feel more charitable towards Jesse. I I don't know. I, I don't know what a good job hosting The Bachelor looks like. Brian, always stumping for the white guys. I, I don't mean to. I just, I've, I've always, whenever like there is a, uh, a general like mob against somebody, I'm always a little like, hey. The boring white man will be fine, Brian. I know, I know, but I can't help how I feel. <laughs> um, I, uh, I get it. I get it. I just, I don't, A, I don't know what a good Bachelor host looks like. I think we were more... <laughs> Chris Harrison was not doing a good job. No. We were just used to it. Um, and like uh, uh, Tasha and um, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. They didn't do well. It was, there is no good job. I preferred their energy of like a coven. It was. F- <laughs> uh, I like it when it's put like that. Um, basically, I don't think The Bachelor needs a host. No. <laughs> There's not a, there's not much of a job there. No. It's just anything that the producer would need to say, <laughs> anything that it would be necessary for a producer to step in, they can't actually show a producer, so they put in uh, Jesse Palmer. That makes sense. 
Um, but uh, so uh, we get kind of the postmortems of uh, Gabby. Gabby is uh, just dagger sharp. Like it's, there is this incredible like cut to commercial of like Clayton just ready to get yelled at. Yep. Um, yes, he looks like he's waiting in front of the principal's office. <laughs> um, so Gabby cuts into him a little bit, and it's Clayton. I think ugh, I think Clayton handles it about as well as someone could have. It's getting yelled at is not good. <laughs> Yeah, getting yelled at sucks for anyone. Um, Sometimes you deserve it, though. And And Gabby was very articulate and, like, very... Yes, and she said at one point, I can't remember if it was Gabby or or Rachel, so I'm I'm now doing the thing that Clayton was bad for doing, but um, I didn't fuck either of them, so it's okay. (laughs) Um, But she said, like, this is the first time I've heard, and I'm sorry from you. Mm. This is the first time that I've heard you say you did something wrong. Mm. Um, And I think part of of what is so annoying to me about Clayton, and I think part of what makes me lose any sympathy for him, is that he is so... um, he seems so kind of like we were saying afraid of getting yelled at. He seems so Mm. afraid of any woman having a negative feeling towards him that he is putting on this, um, this sort of self-flagellation of like, yes, I deserve it. Yes, I did bad. (laughs) Um, and it feels really, it, it doesn't even feel disingenuous because, because I do, I do believe him that he is feeling badly but i think he is feeling badly because he is getting yelled at i don't think he is feeling badly because he hurt someone sure i think you're correct and i I think on some level he fundamentally understands but maybe doesn't yeah no i agree yeah i I mean i i don't think that i think yes on some level he understands but he is so wrapped up in his own sort of it it's this sort of self-absorbed self-absorption that you are allowed to have when you are an extremely privileged white man (laughs) that your your growth is like this was all worth it because of your growth right and this was um this was unfortunate collateral damage and not um i think he thinks that he only fucked up in um in telling all three women that he loved them. I don't think he understands that the way that he handled the entire aftermath Mm, mm. was the worst decisions possible. Yes, uh, entirely agreed. Though the telling all three women that he loved them is what got him into that situation in the first place. (laughs) It is, but he didn't have to tell them that. Right, 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 right. I did think it was funny. Um... It's, I don't think Clayton's issues uh, and the things he he did poorly, I don't think those attributes are unique to Clayton. I'm sure many other bachelors could have stumbled into this problem. Totally. That's why you don't fucking say you love all three women. Right. It's, it is, it is not that I, the way that he 
keeps saying, I just need to tell the truth. I just need to be honest. I think the right thing to do is to be honest. It's like it, 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 he is so, his brain is so simple that he, that he has just internalized truth good and is unable to process any nuance that, that sure, tr- telling the truth, honesty in a relationship is a good thing. But like, you don't need to tell everyone everything, mm. for one. Two, if you are going to tell someone a hard truth, you need to understand how to do it tactfully, which he did not. Mm. Um, and it, it, I got the feeling that his I need to tell the truth was again trying to and this is a trap that a lot of the leads of the show fall into is how do I look like I'm doing a good job as the bachelor yes I'll also say and I'm realizing this right now um it's he didn't tell the truth and they they say as much on the show but like the the truth was he didn't know what he he liked both of them and like he wanted them to, st- the truth was he wanted them to stick around while he figured it out, but he didn't know what he was going to do. Right. Uh, and the truth was Susie was his top pick. And like, he likes both of you if you like him. Uh, but with that truth, that actual truth, they're both going to be like, well, peace. Right. Because he is, I think that's a very good point of like, he is telling the factual truth. He is mm. not telling the emotional truth. Yes. Um, and because he did say, <laughs> phrased it so poorly to Gabby as she was ready to leave, he said, um, I do love all of you. I need to figure out who I love the most. And she's like, that's not how it fucking works. Right. One, correct. And two, he already said that he loves Susie the most. Right, right. So you don't need to figure out who you love the most. You know who you love the most. And she left. Right. So now you're left with two women that you like and I, sure love sure 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 sure, sure. <laughs> but you know that you love Susie most because you told her that right and you told us that right and it's uh, it's once again, this show puts you in this insane fucking position. And like, this is an example of what happens when the fiction of the show just comes crumbling down around the people who participate in it. Yeah. And like, no actual, it's just like, but I'm the bachelor and I'm just doing the bachelor thing. And there's an element of like, I'm not on the bachelor anymore. I'm just mad at you. The guy I've been seeing for a little while who I maybe am hoping will propose to me in a couple of days. Right. Right. And I think, I think that it is, the, 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 they kept saying that they felt like he had put them, pitted them against each other in and made them compete. And it's a little like, I mean, yeah, you, it's a, it is a competition. You did have to play games for his time or <laughs> a couple of right. weeks ago. It, it, you did have to compete. Um, but I think they are correct in that he was really bad at handling in them as individual relationships, mm-hmm. despite him sort of getting into this predicament because he thought he was treating them as individual relationships, which is why he was able to let himself quote unquote fall in love with each of them on their individual dates. But I think it is, I, 
I would say it is less about the individual women and more. I think he would have gotten to that point with anyone who had gotten to those overnight dates because they are designed to be romantic and sweeping and frictionless. Right, right. Um, because what Clayton didn't have to end up doing what and what we never learned was who would have... He was supposed to send somebody home at that rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. We can assume Susie was one of them. Who would have been number two? Who would have been number three? Gabby would have been sent home. I'm almost sure. I, yeah, I, th- I think that seems to be the consensus. And it's, you know, it's an element of like, where she was bailing and like, no, stay. Now I have three to choose from. <laughs> but not really. It's, I guess really they were the final two. And man, I can't quite articulate what I'm thinking. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Um, Weird, 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 weird. It's what weird. A mess. It's a mess. And it's also very funny because I think the way that this show requires you to talk about it is so. Uh, the way that we're talking about, like, oh, who does he love most, knowing that is a ridiculous metric for deciding who to marry, of like, yeah, I love you more than I've loved anyone else, but it was more about being compatible as people and like having the same goals and having the same lifestyle and having the same values. Like absolutely that is more important than the sort of like lust fueled romantic love that they're talking about on this show that we still have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we still have, um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's where I think, um, uh, where, of course, most Bachelor relationships, of course, fall apart. Of course. Is the show's not designed to help you figure... Those things just come with time, naturally. Right. Um, that said, um, we've talked about before, engagement is nothing. It's <laughs> nothing. Um, it's not legally binding. It's not, not legally a... legally binding. It is... You could uh, just as easily be like, we're engaged, air quotes around it. And, right. like, you wouldn't... You would be able to get away with that. Right. Um, but, uh, it's that, so it is a, I think a lot of people get married without really truly figuring that out. So I I don't think bachelor odds are that much worse than anyone else out there in the wild. Sure. Um, you've just got the, cause that's the thing. How many bachelor marriages fall apart? Like got married. Yeah. Um, I probably not any I, I think probably the same as I, I, I marriage is probably about the national average, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. And uh, so um, I, I think most people who are still, I, I can't think of many, um, but um, Sean and Catherine, they just always trot them out. Right. Um, but even taking like Jaden Tanner still together. Um, yeah, whatever. They're but, a bachelor in paradise. Yeah. I count them. Sure, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, I guess you're right. That they is, have better that is odds. Right, they have right, better odds. Right. Um, but um, what was I saying? Um, oh, oh, oh. So, you know, you're once again, you're engaged, but that doesn't mean anything. So like the actual, it would not be interesting. I'm sure Ben Higgins in between his breakup with Lauren and his now wife, I'm sure has dated other people and have had breakups and those are not interesting. You know, no one's like dating doesn't work. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, It's just because they have to do this engagement thing that is 
meaningless, which is why Love is Blind is better. Actual fucking stakes. Yes. <laughs> you gotta get actually legally married at the end of it. So basically, that's what Bachelor should do. Actual married. <laughs> Bring paperwork in on it. The least sexy part of marriage. Get a bureaucrat in here. Yeah. I guess that's also the thing, though, is like, Engagement, there is no legal precedent there. It's it's a ring that you didn't even pay. You didn't even pay you for didn't that even ring. Pay for it. Um, you have to give it back, but like you didn't pay for it. Um, so there's like no reason to. There's no reason to not break up if it's not working. Right. You know, and there's an element. And don't we? This could obviously like obvious exceptions where like needing to break up is important, but like um, uh. That goes without saying. But in a marriage, I think it's possible. Like, if you hit a rough patch, there's more incentive to, like, figure it the fuck out. (laughs) Right. If, like, divorce kind of is a last resort because, Jesus Christ, could you (laughs) imagine... There's so much paperwork There's involved. There's so much paperwork and like lawyers, I guess. I don't know how to, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I will always be too lazy to get divorced. <laughs> Good news, baby. You caught a lazy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I have that to fall back on. There you go. <laughs> I, I'll always, uh, I'll always know. You're just too lazy to divorce me. There we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um. So into, uh, I guess what would be really fun to talk about is um, they announced The Bachelorette and uh, it's two bachelorettes. It's, we were, it was, uh, everyone kind of thought it was Gabby. Going into, um, going into Tuesday night, Reality Steve had put out it's Gabby. Um, And he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. (laughs) Uh, It's just also Rachel and we're, they seemed both surprised. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it was, but they looked surprised. Yeah, so I don't know. I was I was speculating earlier in the evening, like, do they kind of tell a couple women it might be you and then use the audience reaction sort of at the women tell all in the after, after the final rose to um pick uh to to pick a final um choice. I think certainly that there's a couple of people penciled in as maybes, and it probably gets back to them, like, might be you, might be you. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, 100%. Like, I assume that gets out. I do not know when it is solidified, but I certainly would have assumed that by that night, papers are signed. So I guess it is possible that each of them were told it was them and signed paperwork and then they found out in the moment it was both of them. Oh, that could make sense. So they were not surprised for themselves. They were not surprised for themselves. They were surprised that it was the two of them. That could make sense. Or or it's a much shoddier production than we yeah. even think. Um like I, I do kind of look at it as a pretty tight ship. Um it's producing two hours of content a week is no fucking joke. <laughs> um but yeah. So we've done this before. We've had two bachelorettes before. Um but this is the first time that it's going to be the entire season. Right. And so the two bachelorettes and then there was also um Katie and Michelle who were back to back bachelorettes. That's what I was counting them. Got it. Um as the, so it was Katie and Michelle um and then on Caitlyn's season, a lot of people forget Caitlyn 
and uh, I forget the other woman's name, but basically it was <laughs> it was also a very cruel thing to do to them. Mm. It was uh, I keep wanting to say Becca, but that's not right. Anyway, it was Brit, Brit, Caitlin and Brit um, that were the two fan favorites that were split. Um, and so night one, the men arrived and met them, and then they got to vote on who they wanted to be Bachelorette. That's dark. Which is so dark. And like, poor Brit. Yeah, that's awful. Oh, that don't sucks. like that. That sucks so bad. So that's not what's happening this time. No. So this time, it's going to be the two of them the entire season. And it kind of seemed like ABC, or at least Jesse Palmer, didn't really know what this is going to look like. We have, I do, I did not get the impression like we've thought about it. Because, we, because Jesse asked them, like, what do you think this will look like? And I think it was Gabby was like, I don't know. You tell me. Right. Like, I, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Right. I'm, it's, it's a gimmick. Obviously, it's a gimmick. I'm not opposed at this stage in the game, to a gimmick. <laughs> so here's where I'm at with this. I think it is an interesting idea that I do not trust The Bachelorette to do well. No, of course not. <laughs> um, that would but, be your first mistake. <laughs> but it is interesting to me because um, I've said many times that the most interesting conflicts on the show stem from romantic relationships that mm. the um the sort of obligatory slog through interpersonal house dramas is less and less interesting every year and yes. it was not interesting to begin with agreed um so the idea that there are these new avenues for romantic conflicts like if a guy kind of likes both of them if uh both of them like the same guy like what is that going to look like? Um, it was so funny. Like the 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 little promo they were doing for it was like, oh, we know. Like you guys are so close. Like you you trauma bonded in right. Reykjavik. Um, so you'll have each other to sort of lean on throughout this whole process. And you know, behind the scenes, the producers are like, and then you will turn on each other. It's the, like can what, the same boy can what Nami let them fight? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, what happens when you like the same boy again? <laughs> um, I am hoping this leads to. Um, I don't. I don't. You might have literally said this, but I hope in the early episodes this leads to more romantic conflict <laughs> rather than just the same a couple of petty storylines. Yes. Um, I did literally just say that. Great. Um, well, I was just waiting for my turn to talk. I so, um, what I also think could be a fun potential wrinkle is a guy maybe liking one more than the other, but one like, how is this gonna work? How ABC, gonna do work? you know? Because this could work. This could work. I'm interested. I'm interested. They'll fuck it up. Because some of the interesting um, early love is blind conflicts come from two people liking the same person in the pods. Yes. Yes. So we'll see. And it ultimately, ultimately, it's probably going to be bad. 
and I'm going to watch That's it the, anyway. The, the, the initial reaction that I've seen is like, come on, guys, which I understand. I do think it has the potential to be interesting. But like I said, I don't trust I don't trust the producers to do it. I am willing to I'm willing to go in optimistic because yeah. I do need a shakeup. This season something. this season was brutal. And then like getting through the bachelorettes the last time was a slog. Um on some level like the the pandemic kind of contained the show a bit. And on one hand I maybe thought that was a better thing. Like oh that'll force these like more realistic conflicts it didn't and it, it maybe didn't. just they just came up with dumb activities to do in the one location that they right. had um it's like man maybe i do miss the the scenic romance um <laughs> falling in love in richmond virginia <laughs> falling in love in richmond virginia on a shitty shitty beach <laughs> That wasn't uh, that was Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach sucks. I my my grandparents uh, lived in Virginia Beach when I was growing up. I can say this: Virginia Beach is a bad beach. <laughs> it's not. It did not look attractive on television. It's a bad beach. Uh, enjoy it, Clayton. <laughs> I had a good time when we went. We did the board. We did that boardwalk. We did the boardwalk, but we didn't go to the beach. I guess that's fair. We're not we're not beach folk. It's true. We don't belong there. No. We're we're boardwalk junkies. <laughs> we're the, we belong at the boardwalk Dairy Queen. <laughs> that's where you'll find us. Uh next week we're going to talk about season another uh slightly dated and only getting more more out of the conversation. We're going to talk about season 2 of Love is Blind. Shay Strauss is going to be here and I can tell you it's going to be great cuz we already recorded it and it's great. It's great. <laughs> I you see I getting this one out slightly more timely. You're welcome. Um <laughs> uh, I guess is there anything else we should talk about? Anything else we should go over? I think that's it. I'm I'm just, I'm so, I got you into this franchise and I feel a little guilty because it's bad. It's bad, 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 bad. But I like talking about it. I like talking about it. And like, I have a good time with it. It's the last four episodes were interesting. And that's, and I feel like maybe I have a little bit of a goldfish memory because that's kind of what happens every single time. Every time. But I'm ready. But like, you know, Love is Blind comes around and makes you think like, oh, shit, there is there are good shows out there. Yep, there are good, bad shows. I will say um, my my final thought is this is another Allie thought that I am um, co-opting. But she Barthwell from Allie Barthwell, who writes Vultures Recaps. Very, very funny. Um, Is too good for us. And we'll, we'll eventually <laughs> stop doing the recaps, I'm sure. And I, I, I dread that day. Um, but she mentioned that we've had a spate of um, bachelors and bachelorettes who did not make it to the final three. Where mm. all the, where all the, uh, where all of the sort of psychological warfare comes to a head, mm. and that that has proven. They've, they've unilaterally been pretty bad at being the lead of this show because I think they do not have the sort of empathy there for the the stakes that, yeah, I guess that you're right. you get down to the wire with. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's not the case this time. The psychological warfare has been incurred by both of our, our bachelorettes. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, this no, is going to be a sorry. long episode. 
Um, it's not. <laughs> great. Um, when Jesse was talking to Gabby and Rachel about their bachelorette season, he specifically asked, like, having been through that, do you think that you could fall in love with multiple people? And Gabby was like, yeah. Yeah, Gabby was very careful to not... <laughs> Gabby was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she also said, you know, she's maybe going to handle it a little better. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't actually talk about... Um, I, did we actually just fully skip over Cass, uh, uh, Clayton and uh, Susie did get back together? Oh, yeah, they, they got are, back together. It's boring. It's boring. The show didn't even seem to care. The show doesn't care because no one cares about them. I... I hope they do. I hope they do as well as anybody else does. Sure. Um, you know, because like it is an element of like, all right, like I, I, at least it worked out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not spending any energy rooting for them, but I do not wish them ill. Uh, and isn't that the case for most human beings? It's true. <laughs> uh, this has been Nuclear Trash Party. I'm Brian. That's Emily. Uh, we'll be back next week. We don't have any socials or anything for this. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, oh, um, I'm at Emily P. Heller on Twitter. Don't follow me anywhere else. Cool. I do some stuff at twitch.tv slash Goblin Voice, I guess. I have other podcasts. You, you can find them if you want. Um, all right. Say goodbye, Emily. Goodbye, Emily.